You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. David Terrio here. Just want to say real quick that I'm super excited that you are here and listening. And uh, our first guest of the podcast is going to be Edie Cuvillon. Now, I just want to say that Edie is from South Louisiana. She's one of the first women in uh, South Louisiana that I know of uh, who's been running 100 miles, and she's been doing some pretty amazing things. And uh, her life has uh, just progressed. She's helped me out a lot. You'll hear a little bit of her, of her story and how she's helped me in ultra running. And now she's directing races. So in the show notes, there will be links uh, to her, her running webpage. There'll be links to um, the social media pages and all of the information that you will need on the races that we talk about that she puts on. Those races are awesome. Louisiana hospitality is amazing. And if you want to go down there and experience some cool races, some cool people, and get yourself challenged, uh, you want to sign up for some of her races. Uh, nothing like anything else you've ever done. So, uh, without further ado, here is Edie Cuvillon. All right, welcome to the Run the Riot podcast. How you like that name, Edie? It's a play, nice. on, play Ontario. <laughs> I've, I've got my good friend Edie Cuvion here with me. Um, so uh, Edie is a special person in, in my life. She's a good friend, and when I started running ultra marathons, she was one that just just really helped me, really gave me a lot of insight and uh, and and guided me. And she's got a real interesting path. And um, I just I had to get her on with one of these. And the danger with getting her on with with the podcast is my Cajun accent is going to come out because <laughs> she's 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 a fellow a fellow Cajun. So so welcome Edie. And and I just I just want you to tell everybody real quick how how did you get into to to running and ultra marathons and just kind of all that. Oh man. Uh- <laughs> It is a good story. Well, I started, man, I guess in 2007, I wasn't running. I hadn't run since high school. I guess I was about 36, but I was taking karate and we were lined up for class one day and the guy next to me, I knew he was a run coach and he just mentioned, you need to run a marathon. I said, well, that's stupid. I'm nobody. Why would I ever want to run that far? You know, <laughs> so he, but he ended up talking me into running a half marathon and, and to fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And then, which of course I finished the half and I thought, well, that didn't suck as much as I thought it would. So I did a full and within two years after doing, I don't know how many halves and holes I was over the road. I was tired of it and found some local dudes that were running trails. I made the time there were no girls in South Louisiana in my area for sure running trails or, and it, especially none really doing ultras that you heard of. Um, so I'd go run with these dudes every weekend on trails and they, they were doing, some of them were doing a hundred miler. So I figured, well, you know, I did a 50 and then very next year I did a hundred and it just, you know, kept on from that. You know how it goes It's what doesn't kill yeah. you. You may as well do more, you know? So, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like a disease. It just keeps growing and yeah. It's true. Well, when you when you realize that you think something's going to be your limit and you realize it's not, well, then you just want to find try harder to see where your limit is. And 
you know, I guess there really isn't one, you know, you find eventually you find that there's not really a limit, you know, so. Isn't it, isn't it amazing that what God's put into us that you, we can we can train and do something like that that we just never you know just never thought possible you know <laughs> oh absolutely and you know that's what you know you see so many people who th- say oh I could never do that and it's and, you know it's a shame it's like you realize well that used to be me I used to believe that and look I have done all of that you know so they could too but they just don't believe it yet you know and that's kind of the goal when you meet new people in the sport is to try to convinced not not for a hundred miler but even just do a, a marathon or do a half marathon or shoot do a 5k you know yeah. people are, people are capable of a lot more than they realize yeah it's it's it, it, i hear that all the time like i could never do that and i always mm-hmm. I always you know no you could you could right. you just have to have the desire you know you have to want it and put the work in if you put the work in you can do it yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, there's nothing special about you and I. It's just we're just maybe more stubborn than most people. You know? <laughs> well, speak for yourself. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I've known you long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I remember the. I mean, the first time. Um, well, let, let me let me uh, let me switch gears just for a second here. So, uh, tell tell everybody who's listening about uh, a group of people. Um, and, and a, an organization, I have a sticker on the back of my car that says this with a spider web <laughs> and a runner in it. Tell, tell, tell everybody about mud and guts. Yeah. Mud and guts. And, uh, here in South Louisiana, it's our just local little trail running group, uh, probably started in man, 2011, maybe, or 2010, 11, something like that. But, uh, big, good, solid group of people, but we'll go out. We don't have any trails, any long trails close. So we have to drive about 45 minutes to get to our closest, our favorite trail at Chico State Park. But uh, we go out there regularly and it's a 20 mile loop around the lake. Some of us will do out and backs or run loops and we bring folding chairs and sit and drink beer in the parking lot when we're done. You know, it's a (laughs) fantastic group of people. (laughs) Well, the way the way I got introduced, um, I was I was just running and and exploring, you know, I I think I had just done a marathon at the time and and found trail running kind of like you did and uh i think it was shane bro another cajun name uh <laughs> i met him and he said man i, I really think you'd, you'd like this this group and uh he kind of introduced me to it and invited me to the group and um on, on uh facebook and um man yeah good people <laughs> good people yeah. we, we spent a lot of time on the on the trails and eating spider webs and <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Most jumping over snakes. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I guess what's, what's pretty neat, and, and you find that all over the place, um, like you end up with a kind of a, a tribe, you know, the, mm-hmm. a, a tribe of people who you, who you run with and, and hang out with, and it ends up being sharing life with, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well, you know, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and it seems like with the group, as people, a lot of people, when they come into it, it's when they're going through some kind of a transition in their life. Either their kids are getting older and they're looking for something meaningful in their life, or they're going through a divorce, or they're getting clean from, you know, alcohol or whatever it may be. But they, when they come into the, the group, and I know other running groups are the same way, there's, it's just, there's, it's a no judgment zone. Everybody fits in. When, you know, when you're wearing running clothes, the guy next to you could be a recovering addict a doctor could be, you know, a pipe fitter. It doesn't matter because everybody on the trails is exactly equal. Yeah, it's pretty funny because I used to laugh to myself. You know, we'd be at, at Chico running down the trail and and in the group we'd have, I mean, 
totally diverse socioeconomic, uh, you know, people on the different on the ladder. We'd have uh, conservatives. We'd have, you know, liberal <laughs> bents just right and left and just all over the place. But we're all out there running, smiling, having a good time, just in, enjoying life together, you know, enjoying nature, enjoying running that we get to do this and uh, having a blast. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody, there's so much mutual respect. You know, and I wish we had more of that in the general population today, but there's so much mutual respect in those groups that all those differences don't matter. Yeah. It's everybody just, uh, you know, we come together and, and, and enjoy something together. And uh, without getting political, that's that's being taken away from us, you know, in, right. in today. We're, we're, we're polarizing on everything instead of enjoying some of them, uh, some of the beautiful things that we have to enjoy together in life. Yeah. yeah. For no. sure. Yeah. And I think people if people would spend more time face to face in a group setting like that, all those differences really aren't that aren't as big as they seem on social media. Yep. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, I, you know, being with the Mud and Guts group and, and just having having people like you when I was training for my hundred and, and I was um, you probably remember I was kind of at a um, uh, one of those just going through a tough time in my life around that mm-hmm. time and uh, training for my first ultra, which, which was a uh, hundred miler, like a yeah. pool. And, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I got a lot of insight and, and encouragement and, and just wisdom, you know, just asking questions. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. one of the beautiful things. Nobody's hoarding information. You know, when you ask like, well, how do I deal with this? Or, or how, how do I process this? How do I run a 20 mile loop thinking I've got four more loops to go and everybody just, just share, you know, and just, just gave whatever worked for them and, and information, you know, everybody wants everybody to succeed. And right. that's, that's so cool. And, and with that, I, I have something I want to read to you. Cause this, uh, I think I actually sent it back to you, Edie. Um, this was such an encouragement to me and I've read it again, uh, before a lot of my races. Uh, and I hope you don't mind that I'm going to read this, but you sent me this right before, um, I did my first hundred mile race and I want to read it to you. And, 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 ask you a couple questions about it. So it says, uh, it says, David, during the race, stay in the moment. Only think about what you need right here, right now, one step at a time and deal with each issue as it pops up. Before you know it, you'll be a part of a very small percentage of the population who has done this thing. Don't get stuck in your head. Break the race into segments, five loops, four loops, three loops, just two loops. And then in all caps, last loop, when you start to get a, into a negative mental state, do whatever you have to do to snap out of it as quickly as possible. I always call on the Holy Spirit to carry me through and for God to accept my suffering in the place of someone else's. That usually does it. Most of all, savor the experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You're glorifying God with your body. And then you wrote a few other things there. but And then you finished it up. If you're going to do some epic stuff, <laughs> there is a price to be paid. <laughs> so, I think I think you might have edited that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'll PG it. So, <laughs> so, so, so I, I, I want to tell you, you know, like that meant so much to me. Just that was, and I read it over and over again before then, and I've looked at it before, and, and it gave me, um, it just gave me insight into what I was gonna, you know, what I was gonna deal with, what I was gonna experience, and and um, and that you believed in me, you know, because um, mm. I mean, you, you didn't say if, you know, you said when you finish this thing and that that one word there, you know, <laughs> right. It, it's huge. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I 
almost want you to send me back that back before I try to qualify for Boston this year. So <laughs> yeah, yes, I will. I'll do it. <laughs> so, so, so I can remember that. But uh, yeah, well, you know, and there's so many people I see, especially now that I've you know also moved into putting on races as well, you know, and I get to be at the finish line all day and I get to see those big finishes and what it means to people. You know, it's now it's that much more important to encourage people because when you realize just the life changing things that people feel when they cross that finish line of a big race, something that everybody tells them they can't do, they shouldn't do, it's impossible. And when they finish it, it changes their lives. It's the most beautiful thing to be on that side of it now. You know, it's it's fun to cross that finish line yourself, but man, it's so cool to see other people coming across it. You know, on on that perspective, it's really cool. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I I I get more emotional from watching other people finish than when I when I finish. You know, I just it's just something. That, yeah, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, on, on well on that note, you know, um, so you you've you've uh you've transitioned a bit. And I mean, not really transition. You just added more to your plate. <laughs> right. um, so, so now, now, now you're directing, directing races. And um, I, I was, you know, just, just blessed and privileged to be a little part of, uh, of setting up one of those and uh, just helping <laughs> out with that. Um, but uh, talk about, talk about the races, Edie, and talk about what's, what's unique and special about, about each one of them. Oh man. Well, we have, um, this year we have, uh, Lugaru coming up. It's at Chico state park, which is in Ville Platte, Louisiana, about the most Cajun area. You can <laughs> yeah. find. Well, even the word Ville Platte. I mean, where is oh, that? Oh my Ville- God. <laughs> it's, 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 it's true. It's over there. It's true. But it's, it's such a beautiful, this is our home trail. It's where we train. It's like I said, it's a 20 mile loop around the lake. And you know, in that 20 miles, you get absolutely the best of Louisiana. You have, there's hardwood forest, there's cypress swamps, long bridges, through the, just the most beautiful swamps. The wildlife out there is amazing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a fair amount of climbing. You're looking at a little over 2,000 feet of gain per loop, and which, you know, Ville Platte, uh, David, you know, but it <laughs> translates as, as flat land or flat town. It, yeah. it, it, it's, not, it's, it's a misnomer on that trail because it's little steep rolling hills that really eat your legs up after after a couple of loops but uh absolutely amazing and we have our volunteers for oh, a lot of the volunteer yeah i know they're <laughs> they're out of this world i mean cajun people you just they take care of you like you wouldn't believe and you know we brought on these volunteers because they're all veteran trail runners and they're all just really good really committed to the sport and they've far surpassed anything we ever expected from them mm-hmm. i mean every aid station goes above and beyond you know, to take care of people, but also then to get you out as quickly as possible. They want you to succeed. It's the the runners, every time they finish, that's the first thing they comment on, or the volunteers are just fantastic, you know, so we're really blessed. And that's, uh, Lugaroo is, it's a 20, 40, 60, or 100 miler coming up in December. And then in February, February 29th, on leap day this year, actually, is um, Red Dirt. And that's the one David and I, <laughs> First, we we ran the trails a 31 mile loop and we ran it together the first time to scout it. And I think we were both amazed that that was still in Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember. But it's um, God, it's just beautiful, big climbs, big vistas. You get to see beautiful views from these these big hills and absolutely mostly piney woods, but some water crossings, creek crossings just amazingly beautiful trail. And uh, that was my very first one we started putting on and just so much fun you know it's a little more remote so a lot of people tent camp at the start finish area um and just it's just a big party i mean it's just so much fun um and then we wrap it up because i 
besides the trail races, I actually do have a full-time job. So it's not, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it year round. Yeah. So, but, and then mid-March, we have our last one, which is kind of our end of the year trail running party. And it's a 60 mile trail relay back at Chico State Park, teams of up to five. And it's just the, the runners do, do the running and the exchanges and everything. And we stay back at the pavilion and cook all day long for the runners. There's lots of food, lots of beer, music, it's a blast. It, it's an end of the year. It's just, it's just a big trail party. We have a blast and we run, everybody runs 60 miles. The team runs 60 miles in the same time, you know, that, yeah. And, and I just, I just want to let everybody know, you know, you get the Louisiana experience. I, I got to run the, the Lugaru uh, last year, which, which was real, real special for me and to get redemption mm-hmm. from a DNF on that <laughs> same course from tearing my calf. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you remember this, but I think it was probably at the end of my third loop, maybe. So 60 miles in and I get to the start finish and you, you kind of, that's where you, you know, you, you do your crew thing or whatever. And uh, you had Boudin. <laughs> like, you were like, Terry, yo, <laughs> I got some, got something for you. And man, that, that, I, I was telling somebody this morning, there's another Louisiana guy at our church, and uh, I, he, we're talking about boot, he was bringing boudin balls next week. And uh, I was like, man, that's a good fuel, you know, for a yeah. race. <laughs> and, but, but, and yeah, that, that, uh, that perked me up quite a bit. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I can go really well or really badly eating that on the, on a race for sure. Well, I guess it depends <laughs> on where you're from. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I just want to encourage everybody uh, to really check those races out. They're, they're amazing. And, I mean, the, the hospitality and um, just the, the belonging that you, you'll feel. I mean, I, I'm going to say you, you, you feel cared for. Well, you, you are cared for. Um, they, they just, there's a great, great bunch of people and they'll love on you and, and uh, want to see you succeed. So, um, so check that out. Um, so do you ever, you ever plan on uh, adding any more races, Edie? I, I never asked you that. You, or you think you kind of capped out for now with a full-time job? Yeah, um, I've thought of it. I have a couple of other ideas, but um, I mean, until I'm really feel like it's something that's going to really add value to to the running scene, I'm, I'm not going to just keep throwing them out there just to have another race. It's got to be yeah. something I'm really drawn to that I would want to do. So, yeah. and it just it hasn't presented itself just yet. And you know, like I said, I got because I'm, I'm the director for a local nonprofit, so my plate's pretty full otherwise. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm looking forward to trail season because it gets me out in the woods and hanging out with my, my stinky trail people, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, and the rest of the year we'll we'll see. I don't, who knows? It's just one of those things. It's going to have to really like, well, like we went out to red dirt and we ran it and we said, Oh my God, we have to put on a race here. Yeah. It has has to be something like that. Okay. So you've taken it, you've taken a little, a little turn this year and, um, you've, you've changed things up a little bit with your racing and you're working on qualifying for Boston. So, so what's, what's the goal race and how's that going? It's going well, going well. You know, it's, you know, it's funny cause I, qualifying for Boston was never really on my radar. I, I never had a real burning desire to do it. It just, I mean, it was cool when other people did it, but it wasn't. And I was kind of been kind of burnt just I need needing a break from hundred milers and you know forty mile training runs and the long days. So uh, a friend of mine, Fawn, little little Fawn, <laughs> just in passing one day said, huh, "I think I'm gonna try to qualify for Boston this year." I'm like, oh, "I'll do that with you," uh, you know. And then I thought, "Well, I should probably look and see what time I need to qualify." And then so so yeah, so little next thing you know, I'm training all summer and um, I'm gonna try to qualify. The Louisiana Marathon is in mid January, so and it's fairly flat usually good weather 
you know, I shouldn't yeah. say that because now it's going to be a monsoon <laughs> or something. <laughs> but, but yeah, I need to, um, by the Boston I would be qualifying for, I would be, be turning 50 just before. So I'm actually, I would need a, uh, 355 to qualify. So I'm training for a 345 or under just nice. to be safe. Yeah. 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 It's getting so, hard, man. It's getting hard to get into Boston. <laughs> well, and you know, as it should be, I, I, yeah, I like yeah. it. And that's what was, you know, I was telling her, a friend was asking me about it. And I said, you know, I could sign up for another hundred miler, but you know, that, and obviously the terrain decides, you know, how well you're going to do with that. But in my head, I already, already kind of know I can do that. So, yeah. but this is a whole new challenge. I could, I mean, failure is a real possibility with this. So it's, it's a lot more interesting to me this year. You know, it's just, some, it's a new challenge to do. Yeah. Yeah. You just said, uh, Fawn brought it up and, um, that, that always seems to be the case when, you know, you start, we start talking or something, you end up, <laughs> <laughs> right. you end up run, running the rim to rim in the Grand Canyon uh-huh. or, <laughs> or, or, or stuck in the woods somewhere in the middle of a hundred mile race. Or, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or running 130 miles on a levee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Half okay. I got, I got, uh, yeah. Edie, um, I just, I gotta, you know, tell the story here. Edie paced me. Two weeks after, which which hundred miler had had you done, Edie? That was Rocky, I think. Okay, Rocky hundred. You you did Rocky Raccoon, mm-hmm. and then two weeks later, she came and paced me my la- the last thirty miles of um, the Rouge Orleans, the mm-hmm. last year that I think it was the last year that it was actually held. Yeah. And, and um yeah, so she got to well, she's probably seen it a few times, but got to see me at some <laughs> of my uh, my most delirious. <laughs> and uh, there's there's uh, stories going around about um her waiting outside of a porta potty way too long and wondering <laughs> About about wondering if I was gonna have to tip the porta potty over to get you out of it. Yeah. 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 yeah but, but she uh, she she saw me through the finish. We ended up having to run through parts of New Orleans um, during Mardi Gras time, and yeah. it was uh, yeah. But she took care of me, made sure I finished, and uh, she she brought me into second place, and that was uh, um I I I don't think I would I pretty sure I wouldn't have done that if she wouldn't have joined me and helped me because. Um, yeah, I needed that. <laughs> I was yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good experience. It, it really was. It was a lot of fun being out there and and you were fine. I think you were sleeping while you were running a, a good part of the yeah. time. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but but, uh, you know, to think to think that when I when I tell people, you know, that my friend came two weeks after running 100 miles and, um, you know, you had your own race and you were recovered enough to come and help me. It just kind of goes to shows two things. It shows just the, the friendship and, and, and dedication, but also that our bodies are, are amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and the more you do this stuff, the, the quicker you recover and, you know, you know, you, you know what you can do. So, um, yeah, that, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, an uh, attempt to do Boston and I, and, and Louisiana marathon, I tell people that's a great one for, I think both my, my last two PRs were there and they weren't even planned. I just went run them and the, the conditions were good and it's so flat. So, uh, I think, I think you're going to nail it. Um, especially running in all the heat now when, if it's nice and cool, yeah, you'll be, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm hoping for sure. Yeah. Um, and so w- once you do that, um, I mean, I mean, I know it's, you know, down the road or, but what, what, what are you thinking after that? I mean, we, we have talked about, you know, one of the two hundreds before. Yeah. But I, we, I was thinking about a, a 200, but, um, I'm thinking, cause like I told you the next year, um, uh, in 2020, I'll be turning 50 in November yeah. and there's a, it's, and it's now there's Rouge Orleans no longer exists. So there's no 
organized run for that. But last year or year before, we did it just as a group run. Ten of us started in Baton Rouge on the levee and ran down to New Orleans. Um, six of us finished. Five were women. I just have to make yeah, make that, that clear. Yeah. <laughs> That's the the awesome. women, yeah, the women dominated that run. But um, and so it's about a hundred between 126, 130 miles, depending. Sometimes the route changes near New Orleans. But um, and it was just a fabulous experience. I loved, love, love that run. Um, so I'm thinking my 50th year because I'll be turning 50 mid-November. After that, in the fall, before December, sometime, just doing that as a group run again. Um, and just to see from, from my, cause you know, Louisiana, the Mississippi river, it like it flows, even though it's brown and gross, it feels like it flows through, <laughs> yeah, yeah. through your veins, you know? So to yeah. run alongside the Mississippi all night and see all the river traffic and to know just the history behind it and was an amazing experience. So I, th I think that's kind of on my radar again, just as a, as a group run. Oh, well, you might have to let me know about that. I might want to join that group again. Well, that, that would be awesome. You'd be, you'd be way ahead of me, but yeah, we can, we well, can do that. Yeah. Well, I always said I'd never do it again, but you know how that goes. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, I ha have a few other, uh, you know, I know, you, you know, you've been doing this a long time and you probably have some other um, nuggets of wisdom that you could, you could pass on. And so the, the first thing I, I want to ask you, and this is kind of a, a, a deep thing is, um, doing these races and even qualifying for Boston, what what was your motivation and and has that changed? And what's what's now your motivation when you're when you know when you're training for a race? What what keeps you going? What what hmm. gets you up at four o'clock in the morning or right. or gets you running in the heat and yeah <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, you know when I when I first really started doing ultras was probably towards the end of my marriage when just those long, long times by myself, especially in the woods was so meditative. It was just, yeah. it was, you know, it really helped me kind of get my head ready and help me build the strength for what I needed to do and the, the path that was going to happen. And, you know, now that my life is for years has been so settled and happy and, you know, not easy because nothing's ever easy, but in a, I'm in a, in a better place with that. I find I've got a I've got to find different motivations because I'm not trying to get away from anything anymore, mm. um, which is, I think, why this year the idea of doing Boston, I like ha I, I like having a big, scary goal on the calendar, mm -hmm. um, you know, and just you know, every morning when the alarm goes off and I know I got to roll out of bed to be well, well before the sun rises, I've got to be on the road running. I don't hesitate to do it because I keep thinking to myself, I have a big goal. And it's just and it's not that it's, it's not really scaring me so much but i respect it and i know yeah. if i'm even going to have a chance to do this i've got to get this done and you know whereas you know and i'm thinking you know after the if louisiana goes well and if i qualify and do what i want to do then i may roll it into a 50 miler right after just use that as my training run for a 50 yeah but preserving louisiana as my a race and then just take that fitness into another race right after but uh but we'll see you know and afterwards i may decide i don't want to i don't know but I, I don't feel necessarily the pressure to do things anymore. If it looks yeah. appealing and I'm really drawn to it, then I'll do it. But I don't, you know, I, I've proven everything to myself that I need mm. to prove. And that's good. I, you know, I don't care about what anybody else thinks. So I'm not <laughs> trying to prove it. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's got to be internal. It's got to be something that feeds me. And right now, this speed work and trying to get faster is somebody, in the, you know, in my late 40s is what's really exciting for me is to see what I can still do. Yeah. 
and 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 it's kind of a um, it's kind of a neat thing. I mean, because like you said, you've done so much that you really don't you don't have anything to prove. And um, but you know, even putting it out there, putting stuff out there, mm-hmm. you know, if you got a private goal, but you throw it out there, you and you risk failure. But sure, um, you know. But even even when we fail, um, I think I, we learn from it, and we help others to learn from it too. You know, when when we right. crash, yeah, and- I, tr- I tried. You know, <laughs> right. Well, you know, and I mean, if you if you put everything you have into something and you give it your best, then in the end, even if you don't re- reach the goal, you're really not failing because you should really still be learning something or you're inspiring somebody else. So, you know, I don't I even if because I'm going to absolutely do my best. But if something goes wrong on the day of the race and you know how it is, your stomach can go sour or yeah. you can catch catch a cold the week before. And if every there's so much that goes into it that even then I want people to see that if you work hard you know, you, you can achieve things or you can make a good effort, you know, especially having my kids. When I started doing this, I was serious. I always made sure they knew, no, I've got to run in the morning. I can't do that because I've got to do this because I have this goal. And they saw me for years and years and years, complete these races and, you know, do all these different things. And I I think it really makes an impression on, on people. You know, they need to see that you stick to what you start. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is a good, I have, I have one of the questions I wanted to ask you here is, is, is like, um, the balance in life, you know, mm-hmm. having these big, big goals and, but also being, you know, being there and we're all at, you know, everybody listening and we're all in different seasons of our lives, but, you know, uh, keeping our priorities and our balance with our families and everything else. Um, you know, you had, you had kids at home when you started running, how, how did you, did you find that real hard to manage or were you, you know, able to, to kind of walk that tightrope pretty good? Uh, usually it was it was fine. Like with mine, when I really got into longer distance stuff, they were old enough to where they could stay in like a Saturday morning by themselves for a little while in the morning. So they knew if they I'd tell them the night before if if I wasn't awake, they had everything they needed to be ready. And usually most of the time I was back from my run before they were out of bed. Yeah. So, you know, I'd be showered. They'd start waking up and we, it, you know, it it makes for a long day, but it's it's just <laughs> what you do. You know, I wasn't going to sacrifice you know, time with my kids to do this hobby, you know, there had to be balance. And, you know, like now I was just talking to my coach and kind of explained to him that, you know, I don't mind doing a long run on Saturday and a little bit on Sunday, but I can't do both long runs because Sunday's my rest day. And that's my day with family and just to relax. And, you know, so I, yeah. that I've, I've created a balance because I, I, I force a balance. I have to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of funny. Um, I, I'm teaching a Sunday school class now, Edie, and we talked about that resting and balance this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and it's and it's it, it's really important. And that's what a lot of people say. I, I don't have time to do that. And I said, well, I, I just get up. I get up really early, you know, right. and, and, and right. usually on, on weekdays when I when I run, when I'm walking in, the kids are just getting up or, or whatever, you know, and that's and, you know, a little bit on Saturdays, some of those long runs eat into the morning. But I'm, you know, usually get home by the afternoon and, and like you said, force that balance. And yeah. sometimes you just got to sacrifice a few things. And well, yeah. you do. And, that, you know, I think it's not that we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just each person decides how they're going to use it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So in all the um, in all of the races you've done and you can't you can't name Lugaru or uh, <laughs> or uh, Red Dirt. But um, what, what has what was your what's been your favorite race to run? And what's, what's your I don't know, Man. one that lit you um, up the most that you were most are even most proud of? Well, I, God, you know, the only the most proud I can think um and I actually had this conversation with, uh, you know, Jess Russo, our, our friend from mm-hmm. here in Lafayette the other day. But uh, 
is the one the one that I feel the best about that you know when you go into a race and when you can finish it feeling like I gave 100% today. Yeah. And the one time I can remember vividly feeling that was at Rocky Raccoon 100 when I broke 24 hours for the first time. Um mm. and it was I had it was my third time doing it I think and the first couple of years the weather was just terrible. So this third year, the stars aligned and my goal was to break 24, but my secondary goal was to break 2330. And when I, t- I had a fantastic pacer in John Fell, just a uh, phenomenal friend that he is. And when we turned the corner and it was a long, slow downhill and you could see the timing clock, we, and I, I had lost track of time because, you know, <laughs> you're, you're out of your head at that point. Yeah, uh, yeah. And John tells me, he says, look, there's your finish line. And I saw the timing clock. And I mean, I sobbed the whole way down. To the <laughs> I cried the whole way because I was, yeah, I could, you know, it was just overwhelming that I had even beaten my, my B goal, you know, my, my tighter goal. And uh, that, so that's probably really my best. I, I draw on that memory a lot when I do other races or I do something else that's challenging. I really, I draw on that feeling a lot. It's, it's hard to explain, you know, I, yeah, uh, yeah it's hard to explain to, to people who don't set those goals. And when, when you see it, you know, all the blood, sweat, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everything that Ch- went into Chafing that. and everything Ch- else. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little graphic there. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, it's, it's, it's an ultra runner thing. We all get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, well, over the years, I mean, I, and I was trying to think of this, um, did, hey, you, um, do you have any injuries or any major injuries throughout the course of, you know, of your running career? Uh, yeah, on and off. Um, I, I have steady struggle with a little bit of like piriformis and issues on my right side because I think that's just kind of my wonky side. Everybody's got some kind of biomechanical stuff they deal with. But, um, yeah, it, it comes and goes. Um, but I, I usually like I just had a massage, deep tissue massage this week, or I'll do chiropractic to try to stay on top of it and stay adjusted. And, you know, if I, but I'm also, when, if I feel a little niggle popping up and I feel like it could possibly go bad, I have no problem taking a break. Um, you know, I love some things, you know, you can run through. Yeah. And if you do it long enough, you learn the difference, but man, if I feel like, Oh, this is a big muscle, that's going to be a problem. I have no problem backing off when I need to. So it hasn't, I haven't been really debilitated for a long time. Thank God. Yeah, it's it's you know, and it's crazy. I'm, I'm same. I'm still learning. You know, some things I run, I run through, and I feel better. But some things you just have to stop. And, right. You know, take a break and and let it heal. Ugh. Right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and as we get older, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's more stop instead of run through. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's true because if you if you go too hard, it takes us a lot longer to heal now. So. Yeah, you got to be smarter about that as you age, for sure. Edie, if people want to check out the races and and just just get to know you, what I think you're at a pay running, which is mm-hmm. peace in French running, P A I X underscore running, and that would be on Instagram. And mm-hmm. how how else can they get in touch with you? Well, um, and just through the website as well, it's uh, pay running, P A I X running dot com, um, and that'll give you links to all the different races. And uh, I have uh, I haven't added to the blog lately but there's a blog on there as well just for just race experiences and stuff that people might be interested in but uh yeah and find us on facebook uh especially like lugaroo and red dirt pages have a lot of traffic on facebook um just the running community here in louisiana is amazing so if anybody wants to come and visit 
they they would definitely leave, probably leave a little heavier actually so because we feed we we feed you well down here yeah yeah, yeah and i'll and i'll make sure and i'll put all the links in the in the show notes because lugaru is not spelled like it sounds nothing right. nothing is spelled like it sounds right in Southern louisiana so exactly well thanks a bunch for uh for just taking some time and being one of the the first podcast guests for the run the riot podcast so i appreciate it very much absolutely it's always a pleasure talking to you there you have it, my friends. Thank you, Edie, for being the first guest on the Run the Riot podcast. Uh, looking forward to having some more guests. A lot of a lot of wisdom out there, man. I'm look really excited about some of the others that we'll be interviewing. Just remember, in the show notes, you'll find uh, all the information that you need to get in contact with Edie to learn more about the races. And uh, just stay tuned. A lot more to come. Until then, put a smile on your face and some miles under your feet.